Wow, what a privilege to be here. You can be seated. Man, me and Steph, this is my beautiful wife, Stephanie. Steph, please stand if you would. So, man, we're just so glad to be here. You know, we, uh, she's the hero, man, for putting up with me, planting a church after COVID, replanting a church, if you know what I'm saying, Pastor Tim. Uh, but listen, we're just glad to be here. Steph and I adore your pastors, Tim and Stephanie. Are they not the very best? Even my kids. That's right. Stand up. That's it. Come on now. That's good. The very best. The very best. You know, preacher's kids are the hardest critics, right? Because they've seen it all. My kids say to me, if I can be half the person Tim Payne is, when I grow up, I'll be a good friend. And that's, not, that's an absolute honest truth. If I can be half the man Tim Payne is, you're so honored to have him, have his incredible wife, Stephanie, as your pastors. And you're a, and you're a legendary church. See, when, when, you, when you, let me just, let me just give you, a, just let me be just give you some dad wisdom real quick, all right? Can I just be your dad for 20 seconds? I don't look like your dad, but let me just be your dad for 20 seconds. When, when momentum is really the only church you've ever really been involved in or gone to, you love it, but you really don't know how great it really is. You have more people in here on a Saturday night service in the middle of college football season. Twice as many on a Saturday night then 90% of the churches in this country will have tomorrow. The life here, the excitement here, it's awesome. So I want to help you tonight. I want you to lean in with me. We're going to go to one of the most, the, we're going to go to the issue of the heart that's like no other issue. I've been following Jesus since January 1990. I've been following him since the very end of that month of January, 1990. I've never outgrown this principle. It doesn't matter if you follow Jesus for 50 years, if God gives you 60 years, you will never, ever outgrow what I'm going to tell you, what I'm going to teach you. Number two, you'll never see the blessings of God in your life until you get this issue right. I'm not saying you won't have any blessing. You'll never know the supernatural blessings of God until you get this right. So for the next 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I want you to lean in with me. How many of you would say, Brad, I wanna be financially blessed? Raise your hand, come on now. How many of you would say, Brad, I just wanna be financially cursed. I wanna always not have enough money. All right, nobody puts that. We want to be blessed. But, but here's the truth in this room, just like it'll be the truth at our church, the gathering church in Tampa tomorrow. By statistics, the majority of people in this room, you're under financial stress at some level. You have more debt than you can ever see paying off in the next 20 years, 30 years. It just, money just goes. 
You, you, you're, making, you're, you're delivering pizzas and making 8,000 a year. You think, if I could ever make 30,000 a year, I'd have it fixed. You make 30, and it's not enough. You get, if I could just make 50, you get to 50, it's not enough. You get to 150, and it's like, it's not enough. And you get, it, just, it, just, it grows, the money just goes. If you'll lean in, I'm going to show you how to be blessed financially. I'm not saying you're going to be rich. You may be rich. And truthfully, compared to most of the world, every one of us in here are rich. But in the American context, I'm not saying you're going to be rich. God never promised you to be rich. By the way, for some of us, being rich would be very detrimental. Because, by the way, money doesn't make you a bad person. Money just makes you more of what you already are. So listen to me, listen to me. If you're... Right. If you're if you're greedy with ten dollars, listen to me now. You'll be greedy with ten million. That's why when people come to me and say, "Brad, listen, I'll tell you what, I want you to pray that I win the lotto. Because if I win the lottery, I'm going to give to this church." I'll tell them, I, I, res- "I thank you for saying that, but no, you won't." Oh, I will. No, you won't. Because you're not faithful to God now. Money, money just makes you more sharp. So we're going to go back to the beginning of time. We're going to go back to the beginning, to the first two kids of our great-grandparents, Adam and Eve. Here we go. Genesis chapter 4, verse number 1. Now, Adam had sexual relations with his wife. It's the first mention of sex in the Bible with his wife Eve. And she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, say Cain. Cain. She said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. Say Abel. Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. So Abel was a shepherd, Cain was a farmer. Verse 3, when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. Now watch this. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You'll be accepted if you do what is right. Now lean in with me now, lean in. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. Now, why did God accept Abel's offering and reject Cain's? By the way, this was not the first time they brought an offering. These are grown men, at least older teenage men. They had grown up bringing offerings to the Lord. So why did God accept Abel's and reject Cain's? What is it? Well, because Cain brought a lamb. And, I mean, Abel brought a lamb and Cain brought fruits and vegetables. I was told that a long time ago, but when you study it, that's not the reason. Because God never said an offering of fruits and vegetables was any less of an offering than a lamb. 
Why did God reject it? Here we go. Let's go back up to verse number three. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Here's what that means. Every time you get paid, it's a test. How many of you get paid every week? Okay. How about every two weeks? First and 15th, most of you. Once a month, commission. How many of you say, Brad, I want to get paid. Just raise your hand. Come on now. All right. <laughs> every time you get paid, it's a test. It's a test of two things. Who am I going to thank for the income God brought to me? Who am I going to thank? And who am I going to trust to take care of me? Who am I going to thank for it? But Brad, I earned that income. Of course you did. But who gave you the body to work? Who gave you the mind to work? Who could snuff your life out tonight at the snap of a finger? You couldn't work. You wouldn't have had the opportunities. You would have never had what you had had it not been for God. Who are you going to thank? And who are you going to trust with your future? Now back to Cain. What Cain did is he said he harvested his crops and he took care of everybody else. He paid this person. He paid these people that worked his fields. He put some in his barns for the future. He saved it. And he brought some. After he had done all that, he brought some. And don't knock Cain. At least he brought something. There are people that never bring anything. At least he brought something. He brought some. But then we go to Abel. Look what it says with Abel. It says in verse 4, Abel also brought a gift, the best portion. Say the best portions. Of the firstborn lamb from the flock. Now, when I get paid... This is God's financial principle. I got $1,000 here. Okay? 1000 bucks. This is your paycheck. 1000 bucks. God says this. You return the first 10% to me through your church, Momentum Church. And you live off 900 and if you'll trust me with this, I'll do more with the 900 than you could ever do with the 1,000. For God's sake. Now, you say, Brad, Brad, it, you're smoking crack. Because the math doesn't work. Exactly. That's why it takes faith. If it has to work on paper, your spiritual growth will never go very far. Because if it works on paper, you don't need faith. Thousand bucks. You return the first 10 to me and live off the 900. And I will do more through 900. I will stretch this. I will put my mighty hand of blessing on it. It will go farther. 
Now, I'm not saying this 900 is going to become 900 million. It might. And I hope it does. There's no guarantee of that. But God said, I will do this, and you can take it to the bank. You can trust my provision. What's God's provision? You put me first, and I will make sure your basic needs are met. Not your basic wants. I'll promise you your basic needs. Food, shelter. What did David say? The David as in David and Goliath, King David, the most famous Old Testament figure. What did he say at the end of his life? He goes, I was a young man, and now I'm an old man, and I never have seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Now watch. Here's what Cain did. This was Cain's statement. With his thousand. God, I'll bring you what I want when I want. So here's what he did. He said, I'm going to pay the mortgage. Okay? I'm going to pay the mortgage. Then I'm going to pay cable bill. Then I'm going to pay Netflix. Then I'm going to go out to eat. And then we're going to go do some stuff with some friends this month or this two weeks. Then I got to go to the grocery store and my kids need new shoes. And all I've got is this left. And so, God, I'll bring you this. And God said, I love you, Cain, but I reject it. See, God doesn't need this. And God doesn't need this. Let me, let me put you at ease tonight. God doesn't need your money. Let me give you something else. Momentum Church doesn't need your money. Because God's going to supernaturally bless Momentum Church whether you get this or not. Really? Like he already has. So, listen to me. Don't get nervous. Don't get angry. Remember, Cain got angry. I've been doing this a long time. People that get angry and offended are people who are greedy in their heart. And this pricks them in their heart and it angers them. Just like it did Cain. God doesn't need your money. Momentum Church doesn't need your money. God is filthy rich. He's so rich, he makes Jeff Bezos look like me. Okay? Here's what Abel did. Cain said, I'll bring what I want when I want. See, what this looks like at Momentum Church or at the Gathering Church is, you know, I, I really don't want to tithe, but Pastor Tim, I will give to certain projects. We're gonna buy, we're gonna buy this land, I'll give to that. We're gonna build something special for kids, I'll give to that. We're gonna do something for backpacks for kids, back to school, I, I'll, I'll give to that. But, but I, I'm just not gonna bring the first of my income. Thank you for giving. It's just out of priority. 
It's out of order. What you're saying is, God, I'll give what I want when I want it. I'll give what I want when I want to give. Now watch this. Here's what, here's what Abel did. He said, Lord, I'll bring you what you want when you want it. The word tithe or tenth in Hebrew, the original language of the Old Testament, is the word ma-ha-aser. Say that with me. Ma-ha-aser. Here's what it means. It's not just 10%. Listen. It's the first 10%. So it's not... I pay, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and we go here, and I do this, and this, and then I have 10% left over, and then I bring it. That's not what it means. Will God honor this? He'll honor it. But it's not what he said. What he said is, in Malachi 3, verse 10, he said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That's another name for the church. So there will be enough food in my temple. He's saying, bring all of the maha aser into my church so there will be enough food, spiritual food, in the temple. So here's what it means. When you get paid $1,000, the first 10% goes to Jesus. Before the mortgage. Before Publix, before Netflix, before the movies, before anything, it's the first of the first. I bring it. Now, this is a big step. Just like it was for Abel. It says, Abel brought the best of the firstborn lands from his flock. When you bring a lamb and you're in the ranching business, there's no guarantee you're going to get another one. He brought the firstborn in faith. Saying, God, I'm not the creator of life. You're the creator of life. And I'm going to trust you. I want to challenge you. If you're not living this to determine today. Today is a line in the dirt moment. And I'm gonna trust you. This is the only thing in scripture that God said, test me. Now, remember, it's the first of the first. And by the way, the tithe in scripture is never called giving. It's always called bringing or returning. Yeah. Why? Because you can only give what you own. Yeah. Watch. Okay, listen, 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 listen. Pastor Tim, Pastor Tim is allowing me and Stephanie to drive his Camaro while we're here. Fun car. So when I give it back to him on Tuesday... And I say, man, listen, I just want to give you back the, I want to just, I want to give you this car. 
Tim could say, you're not giving me the car. You're returning the keys to the car that I already own. Are you with me? All right. God owns all this. And he says, return the tenth to me, the first tenth, and enjoy the 900. Manage it well. Live on a budget. Steward it well. And I'll bless you. Now, giving, giving, let me just hit this, and I want to give you three quick thoughts, and I'm done. Giving begins at 11%. So y'all are going to build, y'all bought this land, and you can build a building. You give to the building on 11% and above. We're going to do a backpack giveaway. It's in the 11% and above. That's why when Pastor Tim says giving over and above your tithe, that's what that means. See, the tithe by God is given to take care of the weekly needs of the church. Okay? It's over and above that you expand with. Now, how I bring this, if I'm going to have a heart of Cain or am I going to have a heart of Abel? How I bring it, if I bring the first verse, it reveals the condition of my heart. He doesn't need your money. He wants your heart. Because nothing says what my heart values like this and your calendar. Listen, I'm a preacher's kid and I've been a pastor for over 30 years. I've seen people that can worship. I mean, they're crying in the service, they're on their knees, and they never give a nickel. I've seen people that can talk a good game, amen a message, stand and clap and rob God. Look at me. God isn't fooled. It reveals the condition of my heart. Look what it says. Look at Genesis 4, verse 8. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. I'm, am I my brother's garden? He was so angry that God rejected it. He was so mad because God rejected him. He took his brother out and murdered him. How can that happen? Because when you cheat God, you leave the door open to the enemy to take more ground in your life. God warned him. He said, the enemy's crouching at your door, Cain. Get it right. Bring the first of the first. Bring it. Get it right. Because one area of disobedience opens the door. It's like when you're on a diet and you're passing Krispy Kreme and you say, okay, okay, and the hot light is on. My car just has a strong magnetic pull. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Listen, if I die of anything, it'll be cancer of the stretch mark. Amen? I mean, it pulls it. 
when I was a big old boy, <laughs> I could eat hot Krispy Kreme donuts and never breathe. I could eat six and never take a breath. I'd find icing in places icing should never be. Are you with me? Come on now. And you're on this diet, you're on keto. And you're like, no Krispy Kreme, get beef jerky. No Krispy Kreme, get beef jerky. No Krispy Kreme, get beef jerky. And you go, just one, just one. I'm just gonna have one. And before you know it, you're three or four dozen in and you've fallen off the wagon and your heart is going, why? Because if you eat one, you'll eat 12. Come on now, that's what happens. I got more amens on that than anything else tonight. It determines the condition of my heart. Number two, how I bring it determines whether or not God can trust me. Can God trust you? Let me help you here. This is why some of you can't get out of the cycle. You can't get out of it. You're like a, you're like a, 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 a hamster in a wheel. You can't get out. I need three people to help me. Come up here, Tyler, if you would. You in the gray hoodie right here. You come on up here and help me. And then, come here, Tim's dad. Come up here, come here, come here. Why don't you help me? Come here. All right, you guys get right up here. Stand right up here, side by side, all right? All right, now, everybody knows you guys, but I'm gonna get your name. What's your name? Denny. Denny. Brent. Tyler. Denny, Brent, and Tyler. Okay, I'm going on a trip. And I'm gonna leave the care of Stephanie and my kids in your hands, okay? I'm gonna give you, Denny, $1,000, or give me $10,000 every month. You give 1,000 of it to Stephanie. You keep 9,000 for you. Pretty good deal? Brent, same for you. 1,000 to Stephanie, 9,000 for you. Tyler? 1,000 for Stephanie, 9,000 for you. How many of you say that's a pretty good deal? Raise your hand, come on. Pretty good deal. And I'm gone for a long, long time. And I come back. And I say, Steph, it's so good to see you. I hug her, I hug my kids. Of course, they're all grown now, but just go with the story. And I say, Steph, how did Denny and Brent and Tyler do? She goes, well, it, they, were, they were okay. It was, it was good. It was okay. Well, how did Denny do? She said, Denny did great. You know, Brad, he not only gave me 1000 he gave me 2000 and lived off the eight. He did. I only said bring a thousand. He brought two thousand. How'd Brent do? She goes, Brent's a great guy. He's a great guy. But he only brought me three hundred. He only brought you three hundred a month. Yeah. Okay. How about Tyler? She goes, Tyler, he's a good guy. He only gave me $100 a month. 
But I gave, I gave him the money. And he kept 9,900 for himself. And Brent kept 9,700 for himself. Now let me ask you a question. Out of these three guys, who could I trust with more? Do you know what Jesus calls Momentum Church? His wife. Momentum Church is called the Bride of Christ. And Jesus said, as you've seen me go, I will come again. This simple illustration is why some people have the hand of God upon their finances. And some people can never get out. Look at me. I've been pastoring the same church for 21 years. There are people I look at them today. They're as broke today as they were 21 years ago. They can't get out. It doesn't matter how much they make. It doesn't matter. And if they're not broke, it's divisive. See, money that's not blessed, you could have a billion that's not blessed. Let me tell you what it's going to do. It's going to eat you up and it's going to eat your family up. It's cursed. If you don't believe me, you ever seen a family fight when somebody dies when they're fighting over the will? It's cursed money. It's cursed money. Thank you guys. Great job. Tim, do I have one minute? Okay. Last thing, how I bring it reveals the condition of my heart. How I bring it determines whether or not God can trust me. Last point and I'm done. How I bring it determines how long it lives. Hebrews eleven four. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man. And God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. What you spend on you, and you ought to spend some stuff on you. There's nothing wrong with that. I spend stuff on me. There's nothing wrong with that. But just know this. What you spend on you on this earth dies with you. Nothing wrong with that. It's just the way it is. But what you bring to Jesus, it lives longer than you. Let me give you an example. Give me an example. So, so 21 years ago, you guys are the best. Thank you. 21 years ago, a little over 21 years ago, Steph and I had decided to move to Tampa, Florida to plant a new church. I remember telling her mom and dad, we were riding in her dad's Suburban, and her dad was driving, I was in the front seat, and Steph was sitting by her mom, and on the, on the end of that second seat was Steph's grandmother, her mom's mom. She was in her 80s then, probably mid-80s. She was a godly, godly woman. Her name was Norma. We called her Mimi. Or great grand, excuse me. As soon as I told 
Dave and he was trying to process it, what I'm doing to his daughter and taking her down there. Great Graham said, Brad, I'll be the first to support you. I'll support you $250 a month for as long as you need it. And that sweet little woman, about that tall, I got a check every month for 250 bucks for a couple years. And we began to reach people. People started getting saved and baptized. I told this story a few weeks ago at our church. And I said, wasn't long after Steph and I got married that Great Graham got Alzheimer's. She lost her mind. And she died in her late 90s, five or six years ago. But Norma still lives. And I had them stand across the room, every one of them that had given their life to Jesus or their life had been changed at the gathering church to stand. And they stood all across the room. And I said, Norma lives in you. She's been in heaven a long time. But what she gave to God outlived her. Look at me. Listen to me. Look at me. Every dollar you invest in Momentum Church, there's one more woman, one more man, one more kid whose life's being changed. Let me close it with this. Listen, the Holy Spirit just put this on my heart. I'm going to close it with this. Not only does Norma live in the gathering church, Norma lives in Momentum. Because Momentum, Momentum was birthed out of the gathering church. So let me ask you across this room. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How many of you have given your life to Jesus at this church or your life's been changed at Momentum Church? I want you to stand. Come on now, all across the room. Come on, stand. My life's been changed. Stand all across the room. Look at this. Norma still lives in this room. You get the picture? You can be seated. Say it tonight. I'll bring what you want, God, when you want it. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Did you know that Jesus was God's tithe? It says Jesus was the firstborn sent. And what's interesting is God sent Jesus to us before we could ever ask Jesus to come to us. He sent him, it says in Romans, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let me ask you a question. If you were to die tonight, tragically, do you know for sure that you would be in heaven? Do you know that? Are you sure of that in your heart? You say, Brad, I, I think so. I don't know. Or you might say, Brad, no, I know it's a no. That's okay. Let's settle it. Either one of those, let's settle that tonight. Tonight. If you say, Brad, I want to I give my life to Jesus. I want him to change me. Do I have to clean stuff up to give it to him? No, you just come to him just like you are. 
just privately in your heart, right where you are, I want you to pray with me right where you are. And just say, dear Jesus, I believe you are God. I believe you're the only one that can save me because I believe you died and rose again for me. And tonight I'm turning from the direction I've been going and I'm turning to you, Jesus. And I'm choosing to follow you for the rest of my life. Come in me, save me, forgive me, make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed, Pastor Tim, if you'd come. I'm gonna count to three. And if you prayed that with me, I want you just to throw your hands up in the air. And Momentum Church, we're gonna cheer for them like crazy. Yes. On the count of three, just put that hand in the air. One, two, throw it up. Three, come on, Momentum, let's cheer for them. Come on. Man, over here to my right, amen. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you, amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Tim. Thank you. Let's give it up, Pastor Brad White. Such a great message. Thank you, Brad, thank you. Such a great message. So good. Thank you guys. You can be seated. You know, the truth is my life was changed. Stephanie's life was changed in Tampa under Brad and Stephanie's ministry. And I'm forever thankful for that. Forever thankful. Man, you heard the word of God. You know, sometimes we hear the word of God and we're like, yes, that's right. And then sometimes we hear the word of God and we're like, ooh, that's, that's right there. The question is, what will you do with it? What will you do with it? I want to say something that I haven't said yet, but I'm going to say it right now. I think this is appropriate. The truth is, the truth is that this church is headed right down God's will and you don't want to miss out. I got a, uh, a luncheon with a friend the other day and we were eating some steak and he said this, he said, man, he said, my son wanted me to mention this to you and he started talking about GameCoin. Maybe some of you know what GameCoin is, maybe some of you don't. I'd never heard of it. I'd heard of the Bitcoin and different stuff and, and this is a man, a man of God, a man of faith, but a man that's been in my life for quite some time. And, and uh, he told me, he said, we're doing this. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to I wanna be a part of that. I want to I, I wanna jump on, tell me more. He, he wasn't shoving it down my throat. He wasn't twisting my arm. He just said, dude, this is crazy, man. I found out about this and I threw some money in. And he said, man, I put like $1,000 in. That 1000 has turned into about 15000 And I said, yeah, I'd like to do some of that. So you know what I did? I invested $3,000. That $3,000 six weeks ago is worth $14,000 right now. $3,000 worth now $14,000. And the way it's projected, it's gonna go and gonna grow. What if I would not have invested? I'd be on the outside. What if I would have just been skeptical? I'd have been on the outside now saying I wish I had. And I think the truth we heard today is when we get to heaven, I think there will be those that said, I wish I would have, but this is a circle you want to be part of. 
I'm so glad I did. Look at the exponential factor, the multiplication. Look what God did. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You say, it doesn't make sense to take that step. I'm going to do something real bold right now because we heard something real bold. I'm going to ask you right now. I'm going to ask you right now if you say, you know what, I'm going to trust God. Brad, I learned this from you. We do a 90-day challenge where we say, you know what, it's, it's guaranteed. You get your money back. This isn't a scheme. This isn't a game. And God isn't a liar. God's not a man that he should lie. God's not a man. We got our missionaries here from Guatemala who stepped out in faith. Has God let you down? Do you know how we support them every month? And we don't give them a quarter. Dad taught me. He said, Tim, when it gets tight, take on another missionary. You know what? 50 per, 50%. We're, we're running on a 50% level of tithe right now from where it should be. But you know what? We've not stopped supporting you guys because God always pays the bills of a soul winning church. Always pays the bill. And you know how, you know how we get to bless our missionaries who are over in Guatemala. Can you imagine being in Guatemala during COVID? You thought you had it rough. I was in my Tempur-Pedic for two weeks. They're in Guadal You know how we got to do it? Because of your faithfulness. And I want to say thank you. Because I'm looking in the eyes of so many of you that you are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. And it's because of your faithfulness that we are able to continue to be a community of Jesus followers who together are an unstoppable, say it with me, force for good, driven to change the world. The world is changing in Guatemala, and it's because of your faithfulness. And I want to say thank you, and I love you. I want to ask right now in the presence of God, how many say, Pastor Tim, I've not got this right, but I'm going to test God, and I'm going to prove God. I want you to stand to your feet on the count of three. This isn't about shame on you because the cross is shame off you. This is how many of you are saying, man, I want to be a part of investing in something that's going to grow and grow and grow for eternity. I want to be able to say in heaven, thank God I did not. I wish, oh God, I had. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to stand up. I want you to be bold. I want the devil to see you stand up. Yeah, we got people standing. We haven't got to one yet. Let's go. On the count of three. One, I want you to stand. God, give them courage. Two, three. Right now, would you stand up all over? From the front to the back, would you stand up all over? I'm going to be obedient right now. I'm going to be obedient right now. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. This is how we build the church. This is how lives are changed. This is how Pensacola is changed. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I promise you. I promise you. God will bless you. He will bless your family. He'll protect you. Brad, we were driving. Steph and I were driving. This was right after we started the church. 
We were coming to Pensacola. We're on the interstate. And one of the, one of the lights, the street lights, I don't know, 50 feet in the air, 75 feet in the air. I don't know how tall it, but it's up there. We were, we were being faithful with the tithe and it fell and it hit, you know, where you open the car door, it hit on the frame on Steph's side, chunk of metal falling. We're going 65, maybe 75 and that maybe, maybe 85, that chunk of metal. And you know what? God said, no, because I protected this family. My everlasting is not always in finances. Sometimes it's in health. Sometimes it's in life. We're going to, we're going to start right now. We've got our people in place. I want to pray right now. God, thank you, Jesus, for the word, for the message that we receive. Thank you for the truth. Jesus, you said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. God, I get excited because when the spirit of mammon is broken, people are free. They are free to receive your blessings. So God, do what you do best. That's keeping your word. God, I pray that you would bless the gift and I pray that you would bless the giver in Jesus name. Amen. 